Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. Do you believe in ghosts? Do you think you've seen a ghost? I don't know if I have. I don't think so. Uh-huh. You? I don't think I've seen a ghost. I have. Uh, I feel like I've certainly been had my hair stand up on, a, on my neck, that kind had of someone thing. someone visit you? Hair-raising situations. I, no, I don't think I've, I've ever had an image of someone visiting me or a recollection of mm. that. I just believe that there, there could be something at play somewhere around there. Like, yeah. I'm not going to go to a haunted house. That, uh, remember that, that was the you know, ghost hunters going to prisons in Lindsay or whatever it is? Right. I'm not following them around. Not a part of that. Yeah, I'm not cool with that. If, if I... You know, I'm like like Scooby and Shaggy. If I if I hear there's a ghost there, <laughs> get me away. I'll go have a pizza. Yeah, I uh, I don't know that I believe or don't believe. Certainly, um, you know, spirits and ghosts and uh, who knows who can say. Uh, I'm not going to stand here and say no. There's not a chance. I mean, I do side a little more to the there isn't a chance, but. I'll uh, hedge my bets on that one. I mean, I, as I've said many times, I don't believe in the the, in the pie in the sky and the, the uh, bearded fella. But where our spirits go and, and the things that happen to us after we pass, who's to say? Uh, certainly, I know having just gone through the passing of my father, I've had many people, family, you know, share their beliefs that he's sitting beside an uncle and aunt, his, mm. my mother, you know, I, I don't buy any of that either. But I'll also have other families say, well, you know, uh, your Uncle Bruce came to me to say that uh, Bob is with him now. And I think to myself, well, he's my father. He doesn't even come to see me. (laughs) (laughs) Like, if you're going to stop in and say you're good, you couldn't stop by and say. Bob wanted to let me know he's disappointed in you. (laughs) Oh, he told me many times on his own (laughs) when he was amongst us. Um, A lot of celebrities seem to believe in ghosts. Uh, An actress named Lily Collins, or I guess it's not even actress anymore. They're all just actors, right? Right. Actor Lily Collins, she said she was visited by Ted Bundy's victims. All of them? Wow. While filming a movie called Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil, and Vile. Mm -hmm. Keanu Reeves says when he was little, he and his nanny saw a jacket wave through a doorway without a body. What? Yeah. I remember um, when my grandmother, so my mom's mom died, we had had this plaque on the wall forever that said, uh, you can't change the past, but you can ruin the present by worrying about the future. I remember that thing because it hung on our wall for almost, it seems like my entire life. I believe my grandmother had given that to my mother shortly, and it was on the wall, secured forever, shortly after my grandmother died. That plaque fell to the floor. Wow. Yeah. Really? Now, my mom claims, of course, or she claimed it was her mother. I saw it was my father who put it up on the wall. It's a shoddy <laughs> workmanship. <laughs> is what made that. But the timing is curious. Yes, it is. Yes. Uh, Megan Mullally, uh, she said the ghost of Nicole Brown Simpson would make noises but stopped after her husband Nick Offerman watched the People vs. O.J. Simpson American Crime Story. They were living on the property of a house that O.J. had rented for Nicole at the time. Okay, that's creepy. It seems like there's a bit of projecting there. Yeah. But that's creepy. Demi Lovato says when she was growing up, there was a ghost of a living girl living in her home that she'd played with and talked to. Mm-hmm. Now that just freaks me out. The, the the dead adults one thing, 
you know, victims of Ted Bundy, uh, but the dead ghost of children. Right. Hey, uh, no ever, thanks. Ever since watching The Shining <laughs> and the twin, the twin girls, they're always at the end of the hallway. Let's go way back. I'm thinking Sixth Sense, although yeah. he wasn't a dead one. Don't ruin it for me. All right. I haven't seen it. Okay. Spoiler. Dictionary.com just added 313 new words. Eh, we got enough words. <laughs> Most of the words we use now, we don't use properly anyhow. True. 313 new words and terms, including a bunch of slang terms that you might not be familiar with. Cakeage. Cakeage is a new word in uh, Dictionary.com. It's a fee charged by a restaurant for bringing you your own cake. Like corkage fees for wine, but with cake instead. Oh, my goodness. because it's an extra step. This is really me. a thing? I guess so. Like, I mean, like, to the point where we need a word called cakeage? I guess so. Instead of just cake fee? Just go home and have your cake. Go home. Right. Well, I mean, I, I know for weddings there's been cake cutting fees for years because it adds extra plates and cutlery right. and more dishes that have to be done as no. well. And an extra way to make money. I'll tell you, the restaurants, boy, oh, boy, they are, uh, ever since the pandemic, they're milking it. Like, I think most of the debit machines now, when it comes to tipping, start at like 45%. <laughs> it is crazy how they set those. And the lengths you have to go through uh, through to change that. Yeah. Like, if you want to just enter your own. Like oh, you, yeah. You they actually have you to be that. some sort of technician. Yeah. Yeah, and I used to always like to just do my own because I like to round it up. I hated leaving like a eight dollar and twenty seven cent tip or something. Right. So I just give them ten bucks. But uh, now I just hit whatever the lowest percentage is. Mm-hmm. They won't let you. A lot of them even go below. Uh, Doug Elliott was talking about this yesterday. Yeah, starts at eighteen. Yeah. Or something now. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, other terms in dictionary dot com that have just been added: nearly wed. This is a, a couple who are living together, but uh, maybe engaged, with no plans for a wedding date, or they're just a life partnership. Okay. Nearlyweds. Nearlyweds. I guess we don't like common law. Not anymore. Hellscape, a place or time that is hopeless, unbearable, or irredeemable. So what we're living in right now. <laughs> Some will say that was being nearly wed. Yeah. Is a hellscape. <laughs> Northpaw, an athlete who is right-handed like a pitcher or a boxer. Oh, my goodness. We had Southpaw forever. Right. I guess the right-handed people felt left out. <laughs> you're, you're, Do we have to be? There was someone, it probably was. Yeah. Someone didn't like that there wasn't a descriptor for them. Unbelievable. You know, it's because there's so few of us left-handed people. Yeah, that's it was why our it's little rare. thing. Yeah, it was our thing. <laughs> Rage farming, provoking people by posting inflammatory political stuff on social media, hoping to get angry responses and go viral. Well, there's a lot of that. Yeah, there certainly is. And they make money doing it. That's the the criminal side of all of right. it. Is that, you know, they, they monetize it by getting clicks. Uh, cyber flashing, sending pictures of your junk to strangers online. Oh, I'm glad there's a name for it now because that's my hobby. <laughs> I'm a professional cyber flasher. You're an influencer now. I, I mean. am. Yeah, or I guess if you got Apple or whatever, airdropping. Uh, okay. Photos of your junk into your phone. Really? You They're... never commented on the one I airdropped into your phone the other day. <laughs> well, I know you're not an Apple guy, so <laughs> that doesn't happen. Or maybe it was just too small to see. <laughs> hey, that's unfair. Um, pet influencer or pet fluencer, a person who gains a large following on social media by posting entertaining images or videos of their pet. 
I blame this on America's Funniest Videos. Yeah. Because at, at some point, just taking videos of your pet and making them do stupid tricks. Oh, maybe it, was, maybe it was David Letterman with the stupid dog tricks. Maybe. Don't blame David Letterman for right. it. He's a, he's a saint, that man. <laughs> we, with all these new terms, it just adds up to the fact that I've got a new term. Bag of rocks. <laughs> That's what all of us have become. Are you catching a flight? Oh, actually, Lucky, are you flying, Dot? How are you getting uh, there? No, train. Okay. Well, this might be good for you as well. Okay. Uh, airplane bathroom tips. So oh, let's my say goodness. train tips as well. Yes, okay. Touch as few surfaces as possible, says a former flight attendant. That starts with opening the door. If it's the accordion type that folds in, push it open with your foot. And if you have to touch the sink handles or toilet seat, use a paper towel or toilet paper as a barrier. Right. Keep your shoes on. If you took them off to get comfortable, put them back on before you go oh, to the bathroom. Please do, yeah. There might be water on the floor or worse. A lot of dudes aren't very good at aiming, especially during turbulence. <laughs> right. We can't aim at the best of times. <laughs> Train is a tough one, by yeah. the way. Yeah. Uh, that thing rocks. Yeah, it certainly does. And not for the right reasons. No. Don't brush your teeth in an airplane bathroom. Oh. Who would ever do that? Just take a mint. Yeah, there's people who freshen up. Yeah. <sighs> The water isn't filtered and the tank is, isn't cleaned enough. <sighs> they just top it off between flights and they only require to flush and disinfect every three months. Eey. A study found there's often E. coli and other bacteria in the water. So if you want to brush your teeth, wait till you use the airport sink or use bottled water to wet the bristles. My goodness, don't, don't wash your face either, I guess. No, I guess not. And don't ever drink the water from the airplane uh, sink. Oh, that's just gross. Now, speaking of plane stuff, there's a photo on social media that went viral where a man was eating a full rack of ribs on a flight. Because <laughs> <laughs> he brought them on with him. So that led to a discussion, uh, both about being considerate to others and about whether you'd even want to eat certain foods on a plane, considering the tight space, messiness, and difficulty to get to a sink. So BuzzFeed asked people about 32 ridiculous foods and asked them to vote on whether or not they'd want to eat them on a plane. The ones that most people would not eat on a plane were pretty absurd, like a crawfish bowl on a plane, oysters, a large bowl of beans. Right. Most wouldn't eat ribs on a plane, no matter how many wet naps they had. But more people said no to egg salad. Well, that's just stinky. Right. Hard-boiled eggs, again, uh -huh. stinky. An entire rotisserie chicken. <laughs> sloppy joes. <laughs> corn on a cob. Tuna and shrimps cocktails. Yeah. A lot of this is smell-related, but at the same time, why would you want to eat these foods cold? Well, this is true. Like, if you're bringing it on an airplane, it's not like you can heat it up. You've got to pack this a couple hours ahead of time. Yeah. Because it's got to go through security and everything, which I didn't realize you're allowed to even bring all this stuff through. No. I, maybe a lot of these people buy them. Like, once you get through security, buy them in one of the restaurants. Right. But here's my thing with flying. And for those of you with a regular digestive system, well, we applaud you. But I have to really consider what I'm consuming mm. in that kind of situation. Like, I'm not going for sushi. No. <laughs> <laughs> because that sushi's going to want out of me, right? Yes. I'm, oh, you got. I got to be. I got to be very gentle. A nice little ham sandwich, something I know I can digest. <laughs> you know, um, most of the foods on the list were meant to be problematic, but some weren't as bad as others. 
Like some people say uh, they wouldn't eat a burrito or a large burger. Well, okay, a burrito can be a little messy, but I think you could kick back a burger on a flight. Yeah, but a burrito for the most part is it's a handheld, right? Like, yeah. But I struggle with the wrapper and everything. Right. It ends up still all falling apart on me. Don't unwrap it. No, but you got to take the top off. Right. I don't know. It falls apart on you. Oh, you're talking I, about the, like the actual foil it's in, not the no, tortilla. No, I mean, it, it falls apart on right. me. Like, I, I take the wrapping <laughs> off, I start eating it, all this, the, 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 the condiments, everything inside the burrito start falling out. Gotcha. It's like when I eat nachos, most of it ends up on my plate below me. Right. Some people, I see it, my, I see it in my own home, at my own kitchen table. Lovely Maria... The kids, they're all consuming burritos or uh, nachos, tacos. Nothing's ending up on the plate. I'm sitting there looking like a four-year-old. I saw a great hack for that once when you're eating uh, tacos or nachos is that you put uh, a tortilla down on the plate first. Mm, Right? That makes sense. And then you eat and all that stuff that spills down ends up in the tortilla. You wrap it up at the end and finish with that. It's your second tortilla. Right there. It's already filled. Uh Uh-huh. But for some reason, some people wouldn't eat sour cream and onion potato chips. Really? And why that specific chip? Like, would you eat a ketchup chip instead? Is it a breath thing, perhaps? Maybe. Foods people would bring onto a plane include an entire pizza, a meatball sub, a plate of fried chicken. (laughs) Jesus. Listen, here's the thing, too. Okay, if you're on a, you know... 12-hour flight to Australia, however long it takes to fly to Australia. Of course, bring food. You're going to need it. But if you're flying from here to Buffalo, (laughs) relax. (laughs) You'll survive. That tooth fairy. Nowadays, she won't crawl out of her tooth fairy bed for anything less than 10 bucks a tooth. What? Yeah. I mean, come on, there's inflation and changes of minimum wage, but that's crazy. Payouts from the tooth fairy, an all-time high. You can get a dozen eggs for less than one tooth, basically. It used to be, uh, uh, well, you know what? wasn't down that much, actually. It's up like 87 uh, cents from last year. So basically, it was like around nine bucks. I don't understand how the Tooth Fairy would give out exact money, like, say, $9 and something change. Like, it's round up to the 10 bucks. Well, it's the averages, right? Yeah. Um. So, yeah, uh, it, it, basically the inflation is so bad with the Tooth Fairy. Um, over the past 25 years, it's gone from like a buck to ten. I, I remember like as a kid getting like a quarter from the Tooth Fairy. Right. So at this rate, by 2048, the Tooth Fairy will be leaving like 30 bucks under the pillow. That's ridiculous. You have 20 teeth as a baby. Is that what you have? <laughs> ten up top, ten on the bottom. Wow. That's a lot of dough. Fork over two hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah. The the teeth with teeth and kids. It's it's all too much between needing braces and the tooth fairy. And mm. Costs more than hockey. Right. <laughs> <laughs> For those chiclets. Anyhow, what do you hand out? What does the tooth fairy do at your place? I mean, I think we used to be like a buck a tooth, but then I made the boneheaded mistake of going like a, a buck for the first tooth and then two bucks for the second and three bucks for the third. I don't you know what the I was fairy did. Right, the tooth fairy yes. did. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's, a, that, that's bad math. 
when yeah. you factor that all in. Well, you know, look at me, the lifestyle I lead, the money, <laughs> the money I, the money I make. It's, it's just stupid. You're forking over 200 bucks for the last tooth. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> I had to take a loan. I'm still paying that loan off. My kids are in their late 20s. I mean, the tooth fairy had to take a loan. You, you know, you get it. Well, this is a good example of uh, try, try, try again. If you fail, keep going, keep trying. 17 years before Milton Hershey founded Hershey's Chocolate, he tried to make caramels. Uh, it didn't work out for him, and they got interested in chocolate in 1893. Worked out pretty good for yeah. old Milty. He did okay. <clears throat> he, sold some char- he sold some Hershey's along the way. The ratio of cookie to cream in an Oreo cookie, if you've ever wondered, 71% cookie. 29% cream. Ooh, unless you go with the double stuff or mega stuff. 100% perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you like a double stuff? No. To you be honest, eh? I prefer the thins. Yeah. I like the, I like the ratio of the thin. Thinner okay. cookie. Um, and then I eat more of them, so I don't know whether or not it's really <laughs> any better for me. Probably but. not. The Titanic sank in 1912. The last survivor was alive until 14 years ago. Melvina Dean was two months old when her family went on the Titanic. She survived on a lifeboat and died uh, in 2009 at age 97. Mm. She participated in some Titanic-related events in her later years, but she refused to watch the movie Titanic. But this is odd. Okay, I I get it. It was a very traumatic event, but you were only two months old. How much of it she even really remembered? I'm sure she heard about it because her mother and her brother survived right. so the three of them did her father did not so it's not as though her entire family got wiped out except her as tragic as it is that she lost her dad her mother i mean a lot of families on that boat never popped up in the water right <clears throat> you know <laughs> aren't you a sympathetic one well i'm just I mean, it saying ripped her family apart likely well, changed the entire it. course of her upbringing ah, she was two months old yeah, she, was re- died. she would have been reminded about it constantly well her mother and brother should have shut the hell up <laughs> get on with things <clears throat> enough is enough already wow yeah i just she never wanted to watch the movie i mean listen the, the the tragedy of like that one mother crawling in the bed with her kid and saying their prayers a lot of people died horrifically on that thing right yes but she got away, her brother and let's glass half full woman <laughs> <laughs> coming from you <laughs> that enough now all right you don't want to take a cruise i get it but enough Women make up 82% of all hosts in restaurants. Okay. I don't know if that's a good or bad stat. Uh, I think it's fair. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know if it's sexist, necessarily. No, I don't know. I mean, look, it, it, depending on the type of restaurant you work in, a lot, of, a lot of them make very good money. We were just talking about tipping earlier. Right. So... Well, I, I get it. it's sexist in the sense that if you think you have to have a pretty young girl in order to seat people at a restaurant, right. or if you don't think someone who starts in that position could ever advance to do anything more. Right, of course. And the stat would be better if it said uh, women make up 82% of restaurant owners. Right. You know. Uh, during World War II, the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Philadelphia Eagles both had so many players go off to war, they merged for the 1943 season and played as the Steagles. Wow. They won five games, didn't make the playoffs. Nope. Yep. Here's something shocking. Barry Manilow didn't write his song, I Write the Songs. <laughs> he wrote a lot of songs. He did write a lot of songs. He but did not that well. one. No, it was written, written by uh, Bruce Johnston from the Beach Boys. 
Should have kept it for the Beach Boys. Ben and Jerry originally wanted to get into the bagel business, but picked ice cream because it was cheaper. Okay. Hmm. Well, ice cream would be more expensive with all the dairy and the sugar and the... Right. I mean... Worked bagels. out well for them, though. Yeah, well, they make a good, make a good ice cream. Uh, at least 50 million people around the world now consider themselves to be content creators. I just consider them to be annoying. 50 million? 50 million. I mean, technically, if you take a picture, you've created content. Yeah. But it doesn't necessarily mean that other people want to see it. No, it's uh, it's amazing how many people try to fool themselves into believing they're something like that, a, an influencer or a content creator. Right. When you're uh, 30 and still living with your parents, you're not a content creator or an influencer. You're a leech. Right. Yeah, well, influencing by definition means you have to get other people to want to do what right. you're doing. Right. <laughs> and getting paid for it is a big big part of it. When the first grocery store opened way back in 1916, the average total at checkout was 96 cents. Adjusted for inflation, that's about $26 in today's money. Could you find anything in a grocery store now for 96 cents? <laughs> Maybe one banana. <laughs> one brown banana. Another interesting thing about the first grocery store in 1916, uh, the first annoying old woman buying lottery tickets and getting in everybody's way also occurred at that grocery store in 1916. Rock Mornings with Craig Venn and Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.